call is now being recorded. Hey, welcome to the V2V podcast episode number five with Shorts and Aurelius. Say hi, Shorts. Hey. <laughs> we, have, we are so unprepared for this. Yes, ridiculously unprepared. I'm I'm like talking to 15 people too who are still messaging me, so they're just like, uh. Oh, well, that's and like let them like let them break in. Maybe they have some good ideas. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking that too, but I, I I'm just gonna ignore everything from now on. Well, uh, I think we should crowdsource our topics. No, no, I think <laughs> we're just. No, don't do that. No, I think we should just stick. No, this is this is not a good crowd. This is this is this is not the right crowd. Well, let's uh, talk about that. So yeah, what, what kind of people are you have on your line there? What is going on? Should I be concerned? Okay. No, no, but uh, one of them's uh, one of them's a survivor who claims that they've found connections to MK Ultra and Wasp. Which is like a very common theme that I found with survivors. Uh, they seem to sort of think at some point their madness that that the government had part in this, and whether that's true or not, I you know we we don't know. Clearly, at some point, technology must have passed hands on how to you know behavior modify people but we we're not certain any of that and there's been no files and no and no full true connections but this young lady is definitely a very nice young lady she's just a little lost in the hole uh another well, sure is, sure well, that doesn't mean it's not true no not at all no <laughs> i mean but, well to but, to her point um, that's where these private companies and individuals kind of learned their techniques in a lot of ways. Yes. Yeah. Uh, even even if there's not um, um, a direct uh, like relation with the government and what is going on currently. Um, well, there's there's two things, right? There there's two things. You can either have like MK Ultra connected in that they passed the technology and how to do this, or you right. can have MK Ultra connected in that they're in on it now and they're getting files and they're studying us. And and that is the latter is is just madness. Well, I think part of the problem is the the use of the the term MK Ultra, which is uh, it was that was a thing. Um, yeah, they. I mean, of course they've. Uh, the, you know, the powers that be have uh, moved on to other techniques and code names. Certainly, um, so I think that's part of the problem. Problem with that kind of talk because <clears throat> the term MK Ultra distracts from reality because i mean that's that's old news you know and and yeah it's, kind of, it's well documented as a thing and as a technique and um you know he, well here's the problem like if you say that that oh they're using 
the government's using these MK Ultra style techniques that were established a lot years ago. It doesn't give the government enough credit to be able to influence the current situation. You know what I mean? Like they've moved on. Yeah. I mean, right. So also, I get, yeah, I, I, I understand, but I think that's, uh, that's a little, um, naive. I don't know. In, in, uh, maybe not even in a, like, oh, you're foolish kind of a way, but like naive in the sense that, oh, no, no, they're doing far more than you would ever suspect. <laughs> yeah. Right. Indeed. Maybe that's a good argument to put forward. Like, oh, you know, you're like, this is like antiquated, um, you know, how quaint MK Ultra. <laughs> right. My, my issue with it is, the the whole fringe movement that has been based around that word those two those words MK Ultra. So therefore, mm-hmm. it's a it's a trigger word like chemtrails or right exactly what, that yes yeah to distract or, from the reality right or like anal uh, probing you know alien. Sure. Hey, who's you put, to say that the alien? Hey, well, who's to say that the aliens don't want to be probed? Right? I yeah. mean, everyone's always talking about oh, they're probing me. What yeah. About the aliens. What about the aliens who are searching for probing? Like they want oh. to be probed. They're like, probe me, probe me. You know, Dude, no one talks about that. <laughs> no one. No one like. That's a hell of a long travel a lot of like energy to go through to get to traveling just to be probed i'd figure you could figure or, something or out a probe right it, it's a long way to probe or to be probed that is the question mm-hmm. <laughs> right come on they don't they don't do that there wherever exactly. they <laughs> <laughs> i've had a good i've had a good probing in millennia let's go <laughs> Light years. Let's go to Light that other galaxy. Hey, hey, look. Hey, look. The planet there might have inhabitants who can do anal. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Probing. Hmm. So, mm-hmm. so what else? Like any other, any other exciting topics from your, your scandalous, uh, Friends knocking on your door there? Oh, well, I have another one who I'm sending information to on some anons who are assholes, and I've been digging for information, so I'm sending sort of pictures and things. And well, she I, thought that was whole, <laughs> I thought that was the whole premise uh, of, of Anonymous. What? That, that they're assholes, like, on purpose. <laughs> like, that's kind, of <laughs> the, that's kind of the idea, right? No, no, they're great. That's why they're uh, anonymous. <laughs> no, they're they're fantastic. This particular relationship and this particular topic is a book's worth of, of bullshit that I'll never talk about, most likely. Right. Good. Good. We don't want to hear it. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> and- <laughs> 
Right. Well, so so uh, can the can the president pardon himself? Yeah, I was wondering. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I just want to make clear that I can pardon myself. I'm not going to, but I can. That's that's very contradictory. Yeah, I'm in a speech. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Okay, you're back. All better. Yeah, that's, I the, that's the second uh, second episode in a row where you've had a little. Did you reoccur- yeah, we have a reoccurring theme this time? Well, you know that's what we need reoccurring themes. Um, yes. Speaking of which, um, Charlie Sheen update. Charlie Sheen update. Winning, winning, winning. And time of the goat skin. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. Denise. Denise Richards is asking Uh-oh. Charlie Sheen for help. Um, she owes bills on her horse stables and uh, apparently can't pay the bill. So mm. she's reaching out to... Uh, Charlie to help pay the horse bill. Will he, will he do it? Of course. Why wouldn't he? Well, she has his balls, and she's kind of always had his balls. At least, it's right. the, well, not in, not in the beginning, but definitely the, after the first time they went to court. Like, it oh, was... Yeah. Ball, a, a ball grabbing, and everything went silent between them, and he never talked about her ever again, except in a good light. You know? Oh, yeah, that's very true. He has nothing nothing but good things to say about about her. Even though, and, uh, you know, yeah. even though I have I have it by the mill that she's, uh, she's a pretty fucking god-awful person. Yeah, but, that probably has a lot to do with why she, we don't... Uh, see her in uh, in movies anymore, I would imagine. Well, she wasn't a good actress either. I mean, she could get naked and, and kiss people, but that's about it, yeah? Right, right. There's this general idea that, that the majority of celebrities are, are uh, rude or obnoxious or mean or condescending or arrogant. Which um, <clears throat> kind of tends not to be the case, usually. Like, to to navigate through that world, you really kind of have to be a nice person in order to gain success, even if it's superficially nice. Sure. So, <clears throat> right, because no one wants to put up with that. And uh, Yeah. So, so, you know, we see these little, like, snippets of, like, bad behavior or rude behavior from celebrities, but generally speaking, that's because, like, someone bothered them while they were trying to eat dinner or, uh, you know, some kind of normal normal thing that anyone would be kind of taken aback at, and but then it's, like, a big deal because this is, like, a, you know, public person. Sure. So when you see people, like, not suddenly not appearing anymore or even if even if they were, you know, bankable, Actors, it's usually yeah. because they're really just not good people. 
Um, and studios won't greenlight yeah. films with them in it because studios know that they're trouble. That's the thing. Right. You know, word spreads fast in Hollywood, man. If you're if you're a bad person, people know. People talk. It's a very small heard, community, right? Yeah, yeah. It's extremely small. You know, you got it. You got to fucking be a good person. You got to be on point. You know, with right. with your co- with your uh, peers. Right, right. That's the key. Like, aside from how you treat your fans or or the general public, or your family, or or your family, like that is that can be kind of disregarded. But if you start mistreating people like that, you work with, it's all over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. So. uh, that's interesting that you can't pay a stable bill, though. I mean, that doesn't seem like that would be that much. No. Uh, you know, I mean, in, in, like, relatively speaking, like, huh. Very strange. I mean, can't you, can't you like, sit down with people for an exclusive interview worth a million dollars? I'm sure they'd pay that for someone would, National Enquirer, someone. You know, you could make money. Like, it's not like she's not bankable in some way. She was someone once. She knew something. She saw something. Yeah. Have someone ghostwrite a book for her. Yeah. Yeah. Figure it out, Denise. Get your horses together. Let's move on. Because I don't want any horse skin condoms. (laughs) No horse skin condoms for... For his pleasure. Rib, for my pleasure. Horse skin condom. I went out into Denise's stables and I skin them myself. Well, see, that's a, I think that's what she's worried about, is that if, if uh, she can't Charlie pay the stable bill, then, you know, that's what's next. Horse skin yeah. condoms. And they'll make money off of that. No. Charlie Sheen I, branded horse skin condoms. I also have a horse to lube. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> oh man, pleasurings, and also you know, if the uh, some horse teeth, I have some of those. <laughs> right. Wow. So, so we're about fifteen minutes into this, and it's going nowhere. Yeah, I know. Perfect. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, okay. What we want. So, uh, I, uh, Shia LaBeouf is making a, a movie about his dad. Yeah, this his is dad. Pretty notorious. His dad is uh, Jeff LaBeouf, who's, uh, who's hiding out in Costa. His dad is Jeff LaBeouf. He's hiding out in Costa Rica at the moment. What's he notorious for? <clears throat> uh, he's notorious for being a drug-addled clown, like literally a clown, like. Com, uh, Commedia del Art, um, yeah, like uh, like a traditional clown. Oh, yeah. Apparently, he opened for the Doobie Brothers back in the day. Uh, yeah. And um, there's some reports that uh, it's some, there was some sexual misconduct with uh, a minor back in the early '80s, and uh, oh. he failed to register as a sex offender. Oh, uh, so yeah. He, uh, so he split. He split. The, split town. Right. Um, for a while, he was living in uh, Shia's garage. Yeah. And uh, back in back when uh, 
Shadow was doing his uh, Nickelodeon show, Even Stevens. Um, he was accused of like attacking uh, some gay gay dude for giving Shia a hug. And but but he's he's quote recovered, you know. He's gotten his life back together, and uh, I, I, apparently. And um, this, this this is ringing too many bells, Marcus. You you said too many bells. Like yeah, right. it's weird. But he's making like a connected. movie about him, though, which is very How? interesting because, according to Shia, his dad was the gasoline quote unquote that that uh, prompted him to become an actor. Like all of yeah. the turmoil and all of the craziness led him into wanting to be an actor in the first place, which which makes sense in in the in a way that. A lot of um, performers don't really reveal that that in order to escape yeah. a traumatic life, they start pretending, and then they're successful right. because they can break out of who they really are and pretend mm-hmm. that everything's yeah. cool, and then and then suddenly make money for the pretending yeah. part. Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah. very bell ringing for sure. This sounds familiar. Wait a second. Shia. Shia LaBeouf. It's like a last name. It reminds me of doing something to an ass. Like rubbing it. Mm. Wax it off. LaBeouf. LaBeouf. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Jamone. Jamone. That's interesting. It is interesting. Um... Like, how uh, did you? It, 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 how did I meet? Did you? Did you know him? You knew his dad. No, he befriended me. He befriended me uh, rather recently, and um, he's been kind of blowing up my uh, my news feed with hearts and likes. Really? And apparently, he, yeah. He's he's become kind of a fan um, of like my. Uh, like Facebook comedy or whatever, you know. Um, and uh, he's, he's, he likes my the, my pictures and things like that. It's, and we have a we have a mutual friend, uh, this woman who um, who runs a woman's recovery house, who mm-hmm. legitimately knows him, like in person. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he just kind of established a connection and. Um, that's fine, um, yeah. But it's very interesting because, as you, as we just said, this world is very, very tiny. You know, it's, it's, so, it's a very small community of people. That, I mean, you know, you're you're connected uh, in in kind of obscure ways to uh, very or not so obscure ways to to very famous, very popular people too. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that the other day, actually, and how Cameron Crowe kind of, in a way, with his movie that is kind of about my mother's life. Cameron Crowe's interesting, right? Because I have a connection there, too. Huh. So, Cameron Crowe... Let me, let me, ahead, let me finish my... Yeah, Please. uh... So almost famous, 
that's basically about Peter Frampton and Humble Pie. And that's okay. about when Cameron joined the band when he was 16 on tour. And started doing the journalism and taking... And... Right, right. And... Um, it's funny that it's called Almost Famous because that's really how I've always felt my entire life. It's like we're always surrounded by these people, very protective of them, just as we should be because they're wonderful people. But we're not, you know, no one would know, you know, like very famous people would know my mother by name if they saw her. Extremely right. famous people. Sure. But, sure. Well, but no true. one would. But no one would know my face saw her. Do you know what I mean? Right. Right. Exactly. It's it's uh, it is interesting. Um. Mm. Uh, yeah. So and in a, in, a, in a way that uh, in the, from the you know the era that that movie is based on, like that's your mom's culture too. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's that's wild. So, so my connection with Cameron Crowe mm-hmm. is that um, my mom's best friend in high school uh, is a photographer named um, <clears throat> Kim Walker, and uh, back in I think it was 1976, she and um, her boyfriend, um, I forget his first name, Gottlieb, and Cameron Crowe went to Jamaica to yeah. um, document the, uh, reggae music. And, wow. Um, so they stayed there for like six weeks, talked with all yeah. of the artists like Bob Marley, you know, Peter Tosh, um, Inner Circle, <laughs> all these guys. <laughs> right, Bunny Whaler, all these guys, and uh, and then periodically went back and forth for like another two years. And uh, Crow was writing about this stuff in Rolling Stone, and Kim was taking pictures. And I think uh, her um, soon-to-be husband was also worked for a, a music magazine, and they were responsible for bringing Bob Marley to New York City for a concert. Um, yeah, a couple of years later, and uh, so there's that. I mean, there's that familial like connection between my mom, her best friend, who I'm still in contact with, and then and all, then the whole universe of like stars and celebrity. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's all very it's all very just right there. You can just reach out and, and touch it. Not that it matters because they're just regular people, but. Um, there's this intense fascination with being close, like to the sun, I guess, in a way, or to like what people think of as like, as, uh, I don't know, a life worth living. Um, it's, there's a lot of misconceptions, of course, because even famous people live terribly mundane lives. You know, they do exactly the same things that everyone else does, except, um, because of their, their cultural personality or their artistic output or a combination of those two things, people become very infatuated and 
and in into whatever it is that they're doing or the personality of the person or the perceived personality of the person and you know and all of that that whole that whole bag yeah. so uh and and you know i think uh it's just it's uh it's weird because even at work when it was discovered that I had something to do with this band, you know, like the whole place kind of like started looking at me differently. And, and I, I kind of find it, a, a, you know, a little absurd. Like, what about your own life? You know, that was like years and years ago. I've been doing totally different things since then. You know, what are, you know, what, what are you doing? You know? Right. Right. Yeah. Celebrity is a weird thing. It really is. It really so strange. Is. It is strange. Just, and, and, you know, you've been, like, kind of briefly, like, touched by, like, the idea that you're connected with these people, you know, in some way. Even by me, like, saying, hey, can you help me, like, accomplish something? Because you know these people, right? So we're all going right. to affected in some way. You're very good at not being affected by that. In fact, yeah. I think you almost go the other way. I do. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't exist. I'm rarely starstruck. Right. You know, I'm rarely, I'm rarely like, put into a place where I, I'm i in awe, you know? Right, you know that much. Right. Yeah, I was kind of... I was kind of yeah. I grew up behind the wizard's curtains, you know. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, exactly. I, I remember, I remember crawling around backstage at Tina Turner concerts, and you know when my dad was playing with her. Uh-huh. I remember, you know, I remember sort of crawling around backstage at a Peter Gabriel concert. I remember, you know, that, that was Bruce Springsteen, Peter Gabriel, and Tracy Chapman. That's right. Wow. That was a, wow. That's that's awesome. That was a, <laughs> By the way, that's awesome. But you know, not because, being behind, not because of who they are, but because that's that's some like a whole bunch of like really like interesting good music. Oh, so good, Marcus. But I was such yeah. a kid. I like I wouldn't appreciate I wouldn't have appreciated it then at all, and wouldn't have been able to. You know. Right. Right. Just, just play with we're hanging out in the green room. Yeah, my car is backstage and go to sleep. I'm tired. Too loud. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Wow. So this kind of brings us to one of the strivers for that kind of thing. Dun, dun, dun. It's Travi. It's our Travi. Travi. Hi, Travi. Because he, he really wants all that. Like, you're right? Like, he really, like, wishes that he was known and famous, and I think that has something to do with why he's taking this trip to begin with. Um, yeah. To kind of foster that kind of notoriety for doing something that uh, is special, which I don't know I don't know if it's special or foolish, but uh, he's in Kingman, Arizona now. I guess he's made it... Huh. Uh, that far, he's only in, he's only in, an eight-hour drive from us now. <laughs> I mean, it, right, so so that's good, that's progress. But um, well done, Travi. 
You're doing it, I man. Mean, he, well, I looked at the map before we got on the phone, and wow, because he's going up I-40. Yeah. And and he's headed kind of that swings up north now a bit, just above Phoenix towards um, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Mm. <clears throat> and then up into um, like the southern part of of uh, Colorado, which is very similar to uh, it's very southwestern that part of Colorado. It's not you don't hit the mountains until you get a, fr- a little further north. So it's nothing but yeah. desert. Yeah, and uh, you know it's a hundred plus degrees out there. And, yeah, uh, you know he has his uh, friction issues. <laughs> oh my god! I just, I just like genuinely worried about him because you know he's talking about second kind of second guessing his whole trip and how he misses everybody. And just recently, this morning, he was saying that he missed hearing music, and then and all these people responded like, "No, make your own music." And and uh, what about the what about the bike noises? Just turn that into music. And then he quickly like because he was getting kind of like solutions, he quickly flipped that to, "No, what I really want is uh, applause from the audience." Oh God. And, um, Right, so like, so then I said, uh, like you know, field mice are are great audience for, for comedy. They love it. You know, they'll just chitter at you when, when you tell a joke, and because uh, that's 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 who his crowd is right now—a bunch of field mice and snakes. Yeah. And uh, the snakes aren't so much into the comedy, but the field mice definitely—they they gather around the fire and like hang out. But to but it, it kind of pointed out exactly what I meant when I said that he really wants that. He wants he wants to be like celebrated and recognized, and and he wasn't being able to do that in the city. So he was going. He's like, okay, I'll I'm going to take off on this crazy adventure, and everyone will love me for that. And sure, people are like fascinated and like applauding him along the way. People are concerned. But it's just not enough. He wants the real, like, neon sign applause stuff going on. And I don't, I just, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Why would, why would you leave humanity in order to get, like, that kind of adulation? Because it's just not there. And, uh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I just kind of hope, wish for the best for him, but, um, I don't know how long, how much longer he's going to be able to continue this. No, I'm, I'm quite concerned too, but I, I feel like, uh, you know, uh, he has a delusional fame thing, and right. he also has issues with just not being able to restart life the way you should by going through the motions or even, like, going to the DMV and getting your ID, you know, like, things like that. It's just not in his... It's not how he thinks. And he thinks somehow that celebrity will fall into his lap. And... But there's a... Right. No, I get... Yeah. But there's no money in that. And and it seems like... Does he want... He wants to... 
live outside the the rules of commerce in a way too, which yeah, I mean that's a like that'd be great to be able to do that. But what that's kind of that that's like the most challenging thing anyone could ever want to accomplish. Like yeah, and um, I mean I'm all for it, like but there's. Like, there's no roadmap for doing that kind of thing. Like, it, it certainly doesn't gonna, involve jumping on a bike and traveling across country just uh, randomly. In the summer. Yeah, you just end up dying out there. I yeah. think he'll, uh, if it gets too bad, he, he yeah. will ask for help. Like, I know that yeah. for sure. Like, yeah. Because he's got too much, like, you know, life force to uh, to give up in that in that sense. So if it gets too grueling, like he'll uh, he'll pray about it for sure. <laughs> yeah, and then someone will give him aloe vera for his NADSAC rash. NADSAC rash, a pop. Yeah, Man, he re- he really went with that one. <laughs> yeah, that was great. He had his rash and he prayed about it, and then someone drove by and. And offered him some aloe vera juice and some like plant material to uh, soothe his pain. That kind of stuff needs to stop happening because it's only going to mm-hmm. f- drive him further into delusion. I yeah. think, like, oh my gosh, stop, stop giving him aloe vera. <laughs> Band aid empathy now is not what he needs because that will only plus his ego and think that he's got God on his shoulders or something, or Easter Bunny is with him, you know? Right. Yeah, you know, it's interesting, though. He's still, he's still uh, maintaining his uh, his Internet connection. I don't, I don't know exactly. I think, I think it's maybe because he's in Kingman and it's a city. But, yeah. Um, so, I mean, that's that's vitally important that he, he yeah. is able to maintain that connection because if he goes off the grid... Um, what's going to happen is people aren't going to keep thinking about him. No. And and then they're going to lose interest because they because you know people have busy lives. Oh. And then he'll wonder like what to do next, and he won't be able to like. And then if he he's in, he isn't able to get a hold of anybody, then he could be in real danger. Yeah. So. Yeah. Should we All move right. on to Arnold update? Yeah, I think uh I think Arnold Lepting might be the uh the final uh segment today. Cool, cool. Yeah, cuz uh you know, it's important this is like geopolitical stuff going on with Arnold now. Uh, yeah, now yeah. geopolitical. Got it exactly. So, so uh the Russians have rolled out a new set of uh badass tanks and they're calling them Terminator 2 tanks. Yeah. And um and Arnold isn't isn't having it. He's not pleased. No, I'm not pleased. There's yeah, but he have to. Two minutes to two times is not like right. Like so. Yeah, I guess he's not happy with that. But yeah, yeah. So listen to me, uh, Putin. Uh, listen to me, Vladimir. Vladimir. Yeah. Uh, listen to me, Vladimir. I, I want to talk to you. Listen to me. Uh, these tanks are not made with exoskeleton skin, uh, with human flesh over the top. You know, they're not model, uh, 
1000 you know you know they, they don't they don't withstand the bullet pain they, they still take the bullet but they you know they they take the bam the bam is there you know it's important yeah yeah Because, again, this like rolls right back around to this whole cult of celebrity thing. Like, even even the Russian military is completely fascinated with the idea of like celebrity icon, iconic statements or uh, appearances. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it's like, come on, really? It's quite niche, though, you know. It's quite the God is dead, and and so oh, who yeah. do we who do we worship now? Well, we worship these imperfect celebrities, these impenetrable forces, these ideas that were most hauntingly just become possible. Right, right. Let's all let's all pardon ourselves and uh, I think uh, call it a day. Yeah, I, I officially pardoned myself. All right, man. Pardoned. All right. Well, that's uh, that's another one for the books. Um, the old uh, V to V podcast with Shorts and Aurelius. You just heard episode five, and uh, stay tuned for more outrageous uh, content. It's disgusting, Phil. All right. Bye. All right. Bye.